BYLP is building a student media program. Do you have a face for the camera? A voice that stands out? A knack for writing? Do you like to create content on your phone? Can you adjust to a fast-paced environment? If you answered yes to any of these questions, here's your chance to show us what you got. BYLP is looking to fill its media program with student talent both on and off camera. Producers, directors, editors, and writers to tell their own stories their way. Go to BYLP.org to apply. Students who complete the program may be eligible for a stipend. For more information, go to BYLP.org. Baby. We in here. Yeah, we in here. We Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. That's it, and that's all it's going to be. Welcome back to another Monday, and you know what time it is. Where's my air horn, sir? Hey, it's Black versus the Board of Education right here. My name is Miss Laureen, and I will be your host as usual. Uh, but before we get started, um, I'm going to kick it to my co-hosts and let you all get to know them. So, Jalen, it's on you. Hello, my name is Jalen, and I am a college student, and, you know, we just be a whole mood. A whole mood. Come on now. Hey, Anaya. Hey, everyone. My name is Anaya, and I'm currently a senior in high school. Jada, Jada. Hey, y'all. My name is Jada. I am a senior in the Elgrove area. I'm glad to be back. Wonderful. Now, listen, where the other two co-hosts? Where they at? Where they at? Where they at? Come on, Samuel. Say hey to the people. Hello. My name is Samuel Hunley. Shouldn't have said my last name. But anyway, I... <laughs> 11. No, I'm 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Friday. Mm. You yeah, said what now? My birthday was on Friday. Okay. And we was going to get to that, but you already got to it. So Samuel celebrated his 12th birthday yes, on Friday. So happy birthday to Sam. And of course, we, ha- we can't start the show without our resident uh, veteran. Hey, Melissa, what's up? Hey everyone, my name is Melissa. I am in Southern California and I am a 16 year old junior. Wonderful. So listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. There has been so much going on this week. And of course, Sam took my little limelight because I was going to say he had a birthday. So we got to that. Um, Ladies, y'all went to the HBCU college fair. Do you have any good news for us? Yes. Okay, come on, Anaya, tell me something good. Tell me something good. Um, So I got accepted into a few colleges. Okay. More than a few. Um, I got a couple full rides what? and some scholarships. Now, now, where did you get the full ride to? To Texas Southern and Tuskegee. Uh-huh. You've been screaming. What's going on with your voice? What's, what's... Uh, I had homecoming on Saturday. Oh, okay, Uh-oh. okay. So we got to homecoming. See, that's another thing I could check off my list. Jada, <laughs> tell me something good about the HBCU College Fair. Shout out to uh, UCAN and their uh, amazing college fair that happened First here, but actually you and I, we flew to Las Vegas and you went to that college fair. So yeah. tell me something good. What happened? Um, so basically at the first uh, UCAN college fair, which is here in Sacramento, I had gotten accepted into Tuskegee, um, Bethune, uh, Virginia State, and Delaware State. Come on now. And then in... <laughs> And then in Vegas, I had got I was chasing this call co- uh, this college that I had missed at the first uh, fair in Sacramento. So I had went to Vegas and I got accepted into Morgan State. Woo, woo! <laughs> and I had gotten accepted into uh what do you call it? FAMU. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so my babies is doing something. Come on now. If you ain't happy for them, you just a hater. You just a hater, and you know, we can't do nothing about that. Um you know what? We have a special guest joining us today. Uh, he's new to some, uh, not not all of you. Uh, but go ahead and pull up Obed. Where's Where's Obezi? Hey, there you go. Can you hear us now, Obezi? <laughs> you need to come off mute. Just Just unmute yourself. It's all good. I'm gonna get you together today. It is, it is Monday. It is Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> 
First and foremost, before I say anything, congratulations to all of you guys who got into the schools of your choice or, you know, the schools that are chasing you down. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And I wish each and every guy success with whatever decision you make. And I think that's Yay. great. All right. So go ahead and introduce yourself, Dr. O. You're already getting some shout outs in the chat. What's up, Dr. O? <laughs> Uh, my name is Obed Magni. Uh, I live here in Las Vegas. Coincidentally, I've heard that uh, city come up a couple of times. <laughs> I lived in Sacramento for 17 years. I was a police officer in Sacramento, uh, worked various units. Uh, during that time, I got my master's and I got my doctorate. Uh, opportunities have presented themselves. So now I work for myself full time as a consultant, as a leadership speaker, an executive coach and public policy advisor. I'm the guy you call when you want to handle a crisis better than your peers. And that's just a little bit about myself. Awesome. Well, welcome to the discussion because um, I'm going to lean on your expertise because I was a little pissed off when I saw this story. Um, <laughs> there's a lot going on. And I think that there uh, was a super need for emotional intelligence. There was a need to identify this part, this kid as a kid. Um, even some of the news coverage, I keep hearing them, uh, I keep reading them refer to him as Mr. Sledge and, you know, 18-year-old, whatever. Regardless of that, he's a high school student. So I want to get your eyes on this story, and we're just going to break it down for the people in the back. So, Seven, can I have that uh, clip, and we'll get into the discussion. I gave you your I'm answer. Argue. I'm not arguing. You sometimes I got to tell you. I okay. 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 I'm just losing myself. Anything gives you want to come from it. I don't want you to talk to anybody else. I, I got a lawyer. Get your hands off of me. I said, hold on. You got five seconds to get your what hands off of me. What the fuck are you going to do? You got five seconds to get your hands off of me. What you going to do? You got five seconds to get your hands off of me. What you going to do? You got five seconds to get your hands off of me. Take the bag off. You gonna put the badge back on like the camera you should have been? Take the Why bag is you off. still holding me, man? Because you just detained you in handcuffs. You threw me around. Because you didn't listen. I told you to get it up. up. I, I didn't have no up. right to be treated the way you, you treated me. Why is you still I'm holding me? You. Take the bag the off. Take straight. the bag off. Take it off. Take it off. I'm going to take the bag off. We can get you decontaminated once the backpack is off. You're still going to resist. You want it some more, dude, because I, that's fine. I got a whole can. Take the bag off. That's all it is. I can't breathe. Okay, so take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Anaya, I heard you breathe real deep just now. Um, so you would think that this situation started because of something criminal that that student had done. My understanding in reading the different articles is he did not want to participate in the kickball game. And he went and sat down. However, after a, after sitting down for a little bit, he got up to play basketball. And that is when the coach, or I'm sorry, the PE teacher went over to him. And that is when law enforcement was called. Now, again, I think that there was some emotional intelligence that was needed in that situation. But I'm going to go over to Sam real quick. Um, your first impressions in seeing that video. And y'all know I really, really hate to show y'all videos, but... Sometimes it's necessary so we can get to it. So, Sam, what are your first impressions seeing that? It was very, very excessive. I'm like, what? Why? This is over kickball. He didn't want to play kickball. He went. He went and played basketball. You, th there's no reason for this to have escalated to this um, severity. The PE teacher was way too upset over he didn't want to play kickball. The officer was way out of line in how he handled the situation and how he approached the student and how he treated the student and then also when i read into it even more why was why was the student being charged with assault maybe i didn't see something but i don't i don't think the student 
ever assaulted or even really touched the police officer in a malicious way. Mm. Okay, well, hold that thought because we're going to kick it over to Naya. Your first impression seeing that? Um, It's kind of sickening to me. Mm, it's just interesting how it evolved that fast and how on the video you saw the teenage boy getting thrown around yet he was charged with assault mm. and then at the towards the end of the video we hear him say i can't breathe and that's a very traumatic thing to hear because if we think about what happened with george floyd that was kind of like um i don't want to exactly compare well yeah i kind of have to um it's kind of a replay of what happened with him a police officer on top of um well a black child mm -hmm. and him saying i can't breathe and then him still being at fault for mm -hmm. what was done to him yeah Jalen, talk to me it's just it's crazy um when you really think about it like you're at school I read I read somewhere where they said that he wasn't feeling good, so he didn't want to play kickball. Okay, you don't play kickball. Why, as a PE teacher, do you feel that you need to call SRO? Like, why do you need to call the police for something that has to do with you don't want to, your, your kid doesn't want to play kickball? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And then when you get there, why are you being... Why is he being held by his hair, thrown around? Mm. Why Why did we pull out pepper spray for somebody who's not doing anything? He's saying, take off your backpack. He hasn't moved. He's like, I'm, you have no right to tell me to take off my backpack. Next thing you know, I'm getting pepper sprayed. And then as I'm getting pepper sprayed, I'm on the ground covering my eyes. And he says, I have a whole bottle. Mm. Do you want some more? I have a whole bottle. So it's just, it's just sickening. Melissa. This is crazy. I want to go back to what Jalen was saying, like about the pepper spray and saying like, oh, I have more. Like, why is the police officer literally being an instigator for a situation that he's in? Like, why are you instigating and making the situation a lot more than it needed to be? And back to the point of like SRO being called, why, why is law enforcement on campus for a situation where the kid isn't playing the game because he doesn't feel well? Like, even if he didn't feel well, like in normal situations, sometimes schools would just like, oh, you get a zero for this class because you're not participating or whatever. Like, why, 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 were law, why was law enforcement called and why was the officer being terrible and being an instigator in this situation that you're causing? Like, you made this more than it needed to be by being violent and aggressive and, and disrespectful. Jada. Um, honestly, looking at that, um, was very emotional for me. Um, I kind of had a loss of words for a minute because like Anaya said, it was kind of just like a replay. Hearing him say, I can't breathe, kind of just took me right back to like the beginning of 2020 where you see people marching the streets because a police officer killed George Floyd. And George Floyd was a grown man. You're doing this to a child? Like, and it was all, and it upset me because I feel like the reason why the coach or the PE teacher called SRO on campus was because it was a fear tactic. It was, oh, you're not doing something that I like and you're going to respect me. So I'm going to strike some fear into you. So you know who's in charge here. Mm. And I feel like that's exactly what that was. And the police officer just made me mad the whole time because first of all, his body camera fell. And all you just saw was a black child being thrown around like a rag doll, not even treated like he was a human. Like, why are we throwing people around? And then I'm, I'm my whole confused. Like I was super confused because I'm like, why is he trying to get the backpack off of him? Like, what does the backpack have to do with anything? Like, why couldn't he have kept it on? Is there something in that you're trying to check? If you're trying to check, do you have a probable cause to check it? Like, mm. well, because I'm not an an officer or a former officer, I figured that we should have one on here, at, at least one that we know will be honest with us. Um, and kind of give us his take on it. So Obed, you heard the concerns that the uh, students have raised. Um, where do you want to start? Um, I just want to first and foremost say that uh, all of your feelings are 100% valid. Um, and I acknowledge everything that everybody's saying. Um, if you guys see me as you're talking, going off to the right, I'm actually writing down notes because 
I don't want to lose any of my thoughts or anything like that. So please don't think I'm not paying attention. So first things first, when I watch the video, uh, you got to understand my mind runs a little differently. To me, I saw 50 different things that were concerned, very, very concerning to me, right? So one person brought up, why is the SRO even involved? And I agree 1 million percent. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Was anything that that child did in that moment considered criminal activity? I'm going to answer that. The short answer technically is yes. Okay. But no, I, I wrote down a co- I wrote down a uh, phrase on that. It's called lawful but awful. Just because you can doesn't necessarily mean you should, right? Okay. So you know what? We'll go with that first. So in some school districts, they have the education code where if you're being disruptive on campus, it's considered a misdemeanor. And if you have a campus cop on, if you have a police officer on the campus, because that person is an agent of the school, technically, and again, I'm using air quotes here, technically, they can enforce the laws up mm-hmm. into to overcome resistance, yada, yada, yada. If that were me, please, that would have never happened, right? And anybody with a high degree of emotional intelligence probably wouldn't have even bothered because right out the gate, you know, the officer's coming in with, and I don't even know if that's the principal or not, the uh, the black man that uh, he walked I don't in. know who that was. Right. But, but I got questions for him too. But right. go ahead. So, so the, first thing that, the first thing that hit me was, okay, <clears throat> if he's coming in with the principal, I don't know what's going on. Maybe somebody did something that was a big deal. But when you heard the young man talking, or the, the child or the, uh, the young person talking, you knew right away, this is a nothing burger. Okay, you're on the bleachers, you were supposed to be playing, you know, you were sick. At that point, the SRO should have just left because mm. that is not a police problem. At mm. that point, that's something between the principal, the uh, the gym teacher, and the student. Y'all can figure that out on your own. You have absolutely no business as far as a police. There's no police presence needed for a situation like that. That's how the school to prison pipeline starts, right? Mm-hmm. in here. Oh, well, you know what? You were supposed to be playing basketball, but you weren't. You went and played volleyball. And you see, you know what? You need to keep your. So that was completely unnecessary. Now, having said that, <clears throat> a couple of things hit me and it would not surprise me. Right. So I'm not going to try to speak for too long. Where was the principal and or assistant principal or the leadership of the school to take over that situation? Recognize it that, hey, you know what? There might be some trauma going on with the with the with the young man that, hey, you know what, maybe we need to go to the principal's office and find out what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? That would have been appropriate. Again, a police officer should have been like, okay, he doesn't want to play. He's not feeling it. Why am I here? Seriously, why am I here? Yeah. So that should have been the correct response. Unfortunately, and I know that we've had this conversation many, many times before in the past. Every jurisdiction is going to do things differently. Every jurisdiction is going to have their different policies. One policy that goes on in one jurisdiction is going to be completely different from the one that's right next to it. You see what I'm saying? There could be a culture, and I'm actually doing a webinar on this uh, this Thursday. That's right. Plug it. Plug it. Go ahead. Good shout out. I like that. that. No, and I'm doing a webinar this Thursday. There's like, I think 1,250 people already signed up where I'm talking about the impact of leadership on organizational culture and morale, right? Mm. So is there a, and this is rhetorical, right? Is there a culture where that is the expected response when you're in a school? And I know that Marine, me and you have talked about this. I know, I'm not saying that, I don't know. These are questions that I'm asking. And this is why it's important for people in the community to be involved. Well, invite me to your webinar. I'm happy to talk. You can come on All down. Day. Free ninety nine registration is free. No, no, you got to comp that. You got to comp that. Uh... I'm comping it for you, all right? So, but you, you know what I'm saying? And again, I'll yeah. just I'll land the plane here. Okay. Uh, that that situation could have handled could have been handled. I mean, literally eight thousand different ways that did not need any police response. As far as I'm concerned, that is a leadership. That is an emotional intelligence. That is a is this child or young person right because we'll just we call, him, call him a child for child. for because he's in high school okay um, he's not this young person isolated. child yeah cool. is there something and again this is where emotional intelligence training is so crucial and this is why i hammer this every single time my mind is saying hey <clears throat> this young brother's going through something 
it might be something related to home. Maybe he didn't get enough sleep. Maybe he didn't eat enough during that day. We don't need y'all police. We need we need to be a family to this young brother right here and like maybe help him out. Or at least let him vent whatever it is that's really going on beneath the surface. That would have been a more- Or ask him why he was feeling sick. Correct. Or why but he wasn't feeling well. I never heard any of the adults in that area ever ask him, well, what's wrong? Is there something we can do to help you? I never heard one adult do that. What I saw was a whole bunch of men who wanted compliance from this child. And if you know anything about black children, they are right fighters. They know when they're not being handled correctly. And so in his attempt to advocate for himself, no, he didn't have the right words. No, he didn't. Uh, he was not politically correct in the way that he expressed himself. But he wasn't saying anything wrong. He was right. trying to back them people up off of him. And we have to give children grace. We do because they're kids and we as adults should know better. What I wanted to ask you guys, who's responsible to protect the student in this situation? All the other adults. Yeah. Every single other adult that we've seen in there. First, it's the PE teacher's job. Well, he was part of the problem. So who who then comes in with the level head? Um, the person that was walking with the officer that was talking to him at first, because mm -hmm. he was talking to him, and then the officer made it his mission to step in and be mm -hmm. like, "Oh, well, oh, I heard you didn't want to play kickball. Oh, so we have a problem now." Right. So because they were having a civil conversation, he was like, "I don't, I don't feel like I'm not feeling like I want to play kickball. I just want to go chill in the bleachers. That's it." Mm -hmm. And the officer was like, "No, you don't want to do that." Well. You got to do that. It's not a. It's not a one two. You have to do that. Wouldn't it be the vice principal because he's the head of disciplinary? Come action? on, Jada. Let's talk about it. Yes. Come on. Keep talking. Think this through. Because if the vice principal is the head of disciplinary action and they're trying to inflict discipline, I feel like the vice principal should have been at the head of that. They should. He. I. I don't know. Was he there? Like, I don't know who the black gentleman in the video is i would assume because of the way that he was dressed he might be one of the administrators on campus but i got my own questions for him because how mm -hmm. in the world could you stand around and watch this child be flung through and around those bleachers like that and especially i feel like i know we have the saying all skin folk get kin folk but especially one of your own right yeah like you as a black man should know like you, you should just have that feeling of okay, I need to look out for my own. Yeah, not even look out for my own, but how terrifying it would be. What if that was your son right. being flung around by a police officer? You're just standing watching. What if that was your son and you're expecting the school staff to be on top of that, and they're just the ones who are just standing and watching like it's a show? I would be pissed, and you should be pissed because your mama would be pissed. You damn Skippy. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish. I would see somebody drag you by your locks and throw you around some bleachers. I wish I would. I wish I would be present where that was happening and nobody did anything to protect the child. And, and you know, they're doing their best to adultify him in these articles. I'm going right. to tell you that. Um, I'm looking at this one article. It says, um, News 12 obtained an affidavit from Hamilton County that detailed Officer McCray's description of the arrest of Mr. Sledge. That is a child. Okay. According to the affidavit, McCray was called to the gym around 10 a.m. Tuesday morning to report to a report from the school's gym coach that he was having an issue with a student being aggressive. Now, I thought this child oh. was sitting in the bleachers. He felt yes, sick. he was. Oh, the affidavit alleges that Mr. Sledge refused to participate in a game of kickball the gym coach had planned for the class because he was not feeling well. However, when the gym class finished its game of kickball and moved into free time, Mr. Sledge apparently began to play basketball. This caused a confrontation between the gym coach and Mr. Sledge that escalated into an argument over his participation in the free time period, but not in the initial planned activity. But what does it matter? This is the that's my question. Like, what does it matter? Maybe he was feeling better, but he didn't want to ask. Oh, are, how are you feeling? Are you feeling better? All right, go ahead. This is your free time. Free time. And to back that point up, he did come. The first thing I hear him say was he came up to the bleachers and was talking very, very aggressive to me. 
Right. That's all he said. He was like, why Why is he talking to me like that? I told him I don't feel like playing kickball. And then now when I'm playing basketball, he didn't have to come at me like that. That's all he was saying was he didn't have to come at me like that. And then next thing you know, it escalated like that. Mm-hmm. What, what could he have done differently, Sammy? I think that the teacher, the teacher, the teacher should have just like, let it go. It's not that big of a situation. He doesn't want he doesn't want to play kickball. He's sick. He doesn't want to play kickball. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's not that big of a situation where you have to call an SRO. Even though it's it's technically you can do it, but it's just unnecessary. It's mm-hmm. unnecessary for any reason to con- confront a student for this little of a offense. For, for basically nothing. He he just didn't want to play kickball. He didn't play kickball. Now we're moving on. You have you why was this even a conversation? Why was this even a confrontation? That's what I'm thinking. And I don't think that there's much that the student could have done in that situation. Me to me personally, I feel like in his own way, I feel like he articulated his thoughts very well. He mm-hmm. was like he didn't have to do that to me and he had even told him like like you got three seconds for you, like, get your hand off me. He's like, what you going to do? He's like, I'm not going to do anything, but you got three seconds before you get your hand off me. Because it's like, personally, I don't like people touching me either. And you're touching me aggressively after I'm trying to use my words to communicate to communicate to you. I'm trying to be verbal. And then you start getting physical. How am I supposed to take that? I'm supposed to, like, remain, like, sir, please don't touch me. Like, I'd be pissed. Like, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to communicate. And y'all are not trying to listen to me. Yeah. Like, this is unnecessary. And so before you before you go, I want to read just a little another little part of this article. It says in the in this initial confrontation, the affidavit alleges that Mr. Sledge called the gym teacher racist and was raising his voice at him. Ooh, those are fighting words. He called him racist. (laughs) The affidavit states he then intervened in an attempt to calm Mr. Sledge, but at the certain point felt that he was going to be assaulted. So he decided to arrest the student. The confrontation at this point had moved onto the bleachers, which is when the confrontation seen on the video occurred. What they call fits, that fake news? Right. If the shoe fits, why are you mad you got called racist? If the shoe fits, that's why I think that's why he ended up calling the police. And he got his feelings hurt. He, that's he that white like fragility. Was be assaulted when you have all the weapons. Did on? the child no, walk away? Like, did the child walk away yes, and did. went back and sat in the bleachers and this person followed him, but he felt he was going to be assaulted? Why he didn't stay his behind well, where he was at? How you how are you supposed to be a big, bad protector, a police officer, and you afraid of a kid? I'm lost. I'm so lost. But this is my thing, though. My thing is how, if you've ever been into a a, a gym class, there's that you go, you're going to have at least 10 people not doing anything. Right. Mm. You're going to have not participation. You're going to have people sitting down on their phones. You're going to have people walking around the gym. But why in this case? What do they norm? What normally happens when that happens? Nothing. The they literally look them. at them. Just yeah. like, okay, you're just going to get a zero for the day. Yeah, or they'll call your name. Or they'll call you and be like, Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so. Get to and walk then- or get to, get to participate. And they'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, you don't want to participate? You're just going to get a zero. That's all they say. But now it's a big problem. And I know Sam is trying to jump in here. And I know we keep cutting them off. What were you trying to say, Samuel? I was going to say, how was he charged with assault if the police officer, according to him, said he felt like he was about to get assaulted, but then he, he decided to get physical? So how was he assaulted when he intervened before he was assaulted, mm, before he felt like point. he was about to be assaulted? So how are you, how are you assaulted? That's he point. thought he was going to be. Thought he was going. He was being clairvoyant. He was being clairvoyant, and he because he thought that, then that makes it true. Um, and so he was going to intervene first, and he was going to strike first, is what I heard. I don't know how y'all interpret that article, uh, Melissa. How do you interpret that? The him saying, "Oh, he thought he was going to be assaulted," so your spidey senses are tingling, and now you feel like you need to go throw a kid around. Like it doesn't make any sense. And in the article, the way they're, like you said, adultifying and calling him Mr. Sledge and this, name the gym teacher for me. Go ahead, drop his name in there too. Because I don't understand. what What is this power imbalance that they're, that they're implying, not just, not just in this situation, which is clear with the body cam footage, but also in this article, and this kid can do nothing about it. Now, you guys know um, he is being charged with assault, disorderly conduct, and resisting arrest. Uh, Robin Flores, an attorney who will be representing Mr. Sledge on his criminal charges, 
cast doubt on the legality of the arrest. Um, it says Mr. Flores also brought up that Mr. Sledge was talking to his family on his cell phone during the arrest. And it appears from the video, he was posing little threat to the officer. Um, he also got pepper spray y'all. And, um, because I don't know enough about pepper spray, Obed, I'm going to have to lean on your expertise. Um, what type of effect does pepper spray have on people? It absolutely sucks. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if anybody's been pepper sprayed before. Uh, nope. We had to do it when we were in the academy. Uh, actually, before I moved to California, being from Boston, go Red Sox. Oh, you so, didn't hear Sam throwing shade at you earlier. Sam was mad because Georgia put it on Alabama during the championship. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I don't want to hear all of your team of rulers. They're all over the place. Georgia's your daddy. It's all good. Okay, that's for another episode. That's for another episode. Let's get back to this. Okay, okay. Um, it was that bad. It took hours, even after the water and everything, it took hours for me to recover. So it is not a pleasant experience. And when I was in Boston, when the Red Sox won the championship back in 2004, okay. I was in the audience. I was I was in the streets when people was acting up and the Boston police was spraying everybody. I was, oh my God. So having said that, having said that, just getting back on topic, uh, this goes back to the fact that, hey, if I, as an officer, again, I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is wrong. I'm just saying it. This is this is how it's set up. If I have a legal right to detain you and you don't cooperate, and I try to put you in handcuffs or whatever that is, the law says I can do everything up to me at least getting the upper hand on you to get you under control. Okay. Now, getting back to the conversation, I don't know that it needed to be. I don't know that it needed that in the first place. And one of the things I wanted to bring up is the weaponization of SROs. This is something that I've seen in my, when I was an SRO in, uh, you know, in Sacramento, in my three years, four years as an SRO, I saw administrators and teachers using SROs as their- Personal um, concierge service? Yeah, you could, yeah. That, mm -hmm. that was a very- A la carte. It was like, oh, you can eat buffet. You know what I'm saying? It's the it's that liability piece, right? I know yeah. that in some schools you can't put your hands on some students, so they're just like, well, the police can because the police put their hands on everybody. So you know what? You know what? Obed's acting up, so you know what? You need to go get him and put him. In. And the SROs are okay. And then it and then you have this situation that we're talking about right here. And again, I'm just gonna say off rip, this was not a police issue. This was never a police issue. This was a failure on the leadership in the fact that a student who is lashing out, acting out, however you want to categorize it. Responding to me, aggression of adults. That's correct, how I'm going to categorize correct, it. Right. If you tell me that three or four adults can't handle that to the point where you need to bring in law enforcement, you know, maybe we need to look at that training or maybe you need extra training when it comes to Or cultural. maybe you just need to get fired because you can't keep your emotions under control. So again, this is why I keep emphasizing the need for social intelligence, emotional intelligence, not just in policing, just in every category, in every um, profession. Because anytime you're in a situation where you're dealing with different people from different backgrounds, um, you should already recognize out the gate, okay, he's upset, but this there's something going on beneath the surface. This requires a different response. The wrong response is bringing in law enforcement. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, and again, I wish I knew who the other people were that were standing around, but what would have been appropriate. I wish what would have happened was the brother that was in there, the uh, the older gentleman, the one who was dressed a little bit nicer. I wish he'd be like, hey, man, let's go over here to the side. Let's go to my office. Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Did something. There, would have, there were a lot of options that were on the table that weren't being used. And um, yeah. that's the, the point in part, because, it, because now this kid has a record. Okay. Yep. And for what? Over kickball? Come on, man. It's ridiculous. Really? And maybe it wasn't something physically that the student was going through. Maybe it was something internally, like mentally and emotionally. Oh, right. And oh, I right. know and I know that me personally, I don't feel comfortable opening up to adults when I don't feel like we have uh, some type of connection or trust between one another. Because I'm all about like building relationships with the people who are in charge of educating me. Because it makes 
their job and my job as a student easier. Um, but I feel like maybe if you had taken the time to build a relationship or have that sort of connection with that student, maybe he wouldn't have fought so hard to keep something from you. And I just think that there's a lot of things that could have been done to de-escalate the situation that nobody was thinking about, that nobody probably wanted to think about because they were so caught up with, oh, I'm being dis- disrespected, so I'm going to inflict some power on you because I can. Like, that's just... Or if you I agree with... Go ahead. I agree with... I. Ahead, I agree with Jay. I agree with I agree with Jada and building relationships. He's 18, so he's a senior. Like if mm-hmm. he's been there all four years, what were you doing to build those relationships right. in those right. prior years? So if something did come up, he felt comfortable opening up to you, or you felt comfortable enough to like ask him a question, like what's wrong? And if he's saying he feels sick, why are you calling the police? Like why are you calling SRO? Send him to the nurse. Like if he isn't feeling well. Like, or call his parents. Or call his parents. Like, do something other than take the violent route, which never needs to be taken. Like, I don't understand. Like what Jada was saying, building relationships is so important. And it's really not that hard. We can, huh. we see as students, we see when you're trying to make an effort. We can tell when you're making an effort with someone else and you're not making an effort with us at all. We can tell. If you're even asking me, how was your day? Or what do you want to do? Like, like something like that. Even the small things, they matter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Hey, I need to uh, add to something that uh, Jada made a really good point that I don't think uh, a lot of us are giving her credit for. Um, that situation was already de-escalated. Yep. The kid was already, he was already calm. He was articulating his feelings. At that point, that's when you're just like, okay, this is under control. We don't even need to throw fuel on the, I don't even say fire, because there was no fire, really. It was they the, were creating uh, one. They was, was trying the, to light that spark. Again, it was one of those, hey, this problem had already solved itself. He's yep. going to articulate and say, hey, what's going on? Again, this is that deeper level of, again, emotional intelligence, that social intelligence, that understanding different backgrounds, where people are coming from, what's going on beneath the surface. It's like, okay, he's at a point where he's articulating. He's very cooperative. Hey, let's go somewhere else. And you know what? He might share something that's going on that's different. You know, maybe somebody in his family passed and he's trying to foster. It would have gone that route. Again, I don't know what, you know, what the deeper issue was, but that's where it should have gone. Again, it was already de-escalated. I don't know that we even needed that many people with him in the first place outside nope. of him, outside of maybe the PE teacher and the uh, gentleman who walked in with the SRO. Again, I don't know who he is, but I don't know why the three of them couldn't have figured that out on their own. But Because it had already been escalated once you called the police in and the kid is still like, I don't even know why y'all are doing this. And he, he was pretty flippant but I mean that's what children do um and especially when it's like fight or fight or flight Mm -hmm. you know that was his response was it the right response who then who knows because we wasn't in that situation it's always the people looking on the outside that want to say oh well I would have did it this way you don't know what you would have done um but I want to read this real quick it said Hamilton County Schools released a statement y'all know what the tape says The safety of students and staff is our highest priority for Hamilton County Schools. We are aware of a situation at East Ridge High School Tuesday involving the interaction of a student and the school's school resource deputy. HCS is working with school administrators and the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office to gather information about the incident. When that process is complete, we will review the information to make sure we are taking all available steps to ensure a safe learning environment where all students feel accepted and welcome. I bet you Mr. Sledge didn't feel welcome. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now we want to take a step back and we want to use cool, want cooler heads to prevail, right? Mr. Sledge? No, what is that child's name? Mm-hmm. I think it's Taurus, Taurus, Tarius, something like that. Why are they not using his first name? Because you got all these, I'm sorry, school shooters, and they get to be children, but you have this child who said he doesn't feel well and you respond to him with an SRO. Now, when they need to have that smoke, like them school shootings that they was hiding, mm-hmm. they don't have the smoke. But when it comes to black children, they got all the smoke in the world. I got a problem with that. I have a problem with folks expecting children to have the, the tools in their toolbox to de-escalate when you have trained, allegedly, trained professionals who can't de-escalate. This is ridiculous. And so what, what I wanted to kind of really focus on is 
what I heard and what I keep reading is about the delineation of responsibilities between school admin and the law enforcement community if we're going to have deputies in school. Now, ironically, this is actually an issue I worked on here in Elk Grove where we sat with the administrators, the law, the um, law enforcement partners uh, at Elk Grove Unified School District, as well as the attorney for the district. And we came up with a document, a, a administrative regulation and a board policy that delineated the, the responsibilities between law enforcement and administrators. You know why? Because administrators were using law enforcement as a tool for punishment when it is absolutely their job. If you are going to bring law enforcement in to do your job, maybe you don't need your job. Why are we paying you too? Hmm. We don't require them to take certain classes. Why? Because it's optional. We don't make sure that they're smart enough to deal with different types of kids because we like to be comfortable and safe. And we have to have that conversation. Somebody has to be smart enough to know that you cannot use law enforcement in this way. Why? Because when children get in trouble at school, now they're being simultaneously thrust into two discipline system, the educational codes discipline system and the penal codes juvenile justice system. We have to understand that. And a lot of parents don't understand that it is simultaneously two systems that you have to fight at the same time. And it's unfortunate that we have found ourselves in this in this arena because my understanding of what SROs were supposed to do was come on and keep the campus safe from school shooters. Now, with no active shooters in most of these places, what are they there to do? What are they there to do? Are they bored? Because this particular SRO was allowed to give up his position as an SRO and they put him back on patrol. But the the clicker or the the funny thing is he was already under investigation for fondling and um and strip searching minors who were girls. And they put him in a high school. So we have to we have to be clear about what's going on here. Samuel back up. <laughs> we have to be clear what's going on. And the type of people we are subjecting children to and expecting them the, to know how to navigate someone's emotions. Because in my opinion, that dude was absolutely out of control. Samuel. We let a, they let a pedophile on campus? On a high school campus? What are you doing? They don't what? know. It's what? probably what? somebody cousin. Hey, they like, cuz I'll give you a job at this. I saw, oh, you ain't need no training, bro. We not going to sit you down. <laughs> bro, you, you just need to handle a few problem children and you fine, oh, yeah. bro. Rough a little bit, you fine, bro. You know, uh, <laughs> I think Sam, Sam, Sam definitely has a future in uh, comedy. Uh, can I still strip search some girls, some little girls? Yeah, bro. You, yeah, you can. I mean, I guess. Well, I, if I can, um, I, I want to make sure we don't lose this point uh, during this podcast. Uh, let's not forget the importance of the school district and the school, I guess you could say the school leadership, right? I'm not going to just put this on one person. And yes, you could always- The whole damn system is guilty as hell, but go ahead. No, correct, correct. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. <clears throat> what I'm saying is let's not forget- that if it's not clearly defined what the role is for the SRO, right? So if I'm the principal of the school, it's gonna be clear your job or the only expectation I have of you. And yeah, it's cool if you wanna mentor some kids here and there, no problem, no beef with that. Um, you know, it's public safety. And when we're talking about public safety, we're talking about, hey, you know, an active shooter, somebody coming on campus, you know, like, you know, starting trouble, like those type of things. But if there's a disturbance, we'll use that word, right? If there's an issue with Obed and Sam and they're beefing over Georgia and Miami, mm -hmm. you are not to be involved, period. End of discussion. Now, yep. if you want to come in after the fact and talk about the importance of, you know, um, you know, maintaining your emotion. And this is something that I did when I was in SRO. There would be, there were plenty of non-police issues. And once it was resolved, and I had that relationship with some of the students, I'd be like, hey man, let me talk to you real quick. 
bro, look, I understand where you're coming from. I understand you're going through some things, but you can't go through life doing that. You know, and that's when we have in the man, you know, child, you know, um, leadership development or um, mentoring session. So now I'm not a police officer anymore. I say, hey, get the uniform. This is just black man to black child. Hey, look, we know you're going to go through some things and yada, yada, yada. That's when it's appropriate. You see what I'm saying? But that's going to be clearly defined if I'm the principal, okay? If the school district and if the principal doesn't make that clear, again, police officer is going to be like, hey, lawful for me to do what I'm going to do? It might look bad, but technically I'm within policy. You can't say or do anything about that. And then that part has to be addressed because the school district and the school principal have a lot more influence on what that's going to look like than the officer, him or herself. I agree. I agree, but I'm still not happy um, with the way that this transpired. I think that a lot of times um, we give adults the benefit of the doubt and we forget that we're dealing with children. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much deference being given to this um, officer. You know, it's kind of like the, the teacher who got mad at the student who wouldn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. We don't owe you anything. Right. right. Respect is earned. It is not given. If you want that child to respect you, you respect them. Why? Because you've been seen, or maybe not you, but people in uniform have been seen abusing Black people. You don't know if he had a trauma response. You don't know what he's seen in his neighborhood. And for them to just allow him, and I'm looking, I was re-looking at one of the clips, the black dude in the video also grabbed his arm and told him to stop resisting. That child was scared. Why? Because you have three big old white dudes and a black dude now who you're probably looking to to help you trying to grab you and gain your compliance. It's outrageous. And I, I just, y'all got to help me because uh, I don't understand this. And, and, and by no means am I giving the school administrators a pass. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking about sending a letter myself and offering my services since I've already worked on this type of document. I mean, they need some help because I don't understand how nobody thought this through to make sure that this child was okay before they brutalized him. Nobody said, hey, are you feeling better? Oh, you're up playing basketball. You must be feeling better. Well, understand that you'll have a zero for the day because you didn't participate. So I hope you feel better later. Is there something we can do for you? Do we need to call the school nurse? Maybe your mother, your father, anything. But why grab him by his hair and swing him around? Then that's fighting words. That's that's like that's you. You're gonna get some sort of reaction. And I think what he was really pissed off about is the more he threw him, the more this kid landed on his feet, and he wasn't hurt. He was trying to hurt him because he couldn't make him do what he wanted him to do. It's outrageous. And the kids who need to be flung around, they they can't see him. They can't seem to find him. It's ridiculous. What say you, Anaya? Um, I agree with the fact that he could have just said, yeah, you're going to get a zero, which is understandable. You didn't participate. Um, I think the best thing the PE teacher could have and what he should have done was just saying like, oh, I see you're feeling better. This is your free time. Take your free time to do what you would like to do. Or go sit back That's down. That's it. Right. Or go sit back down. You didn't pay, play at kickball. You can't play basketball. Go mm -hmm. sit back down until the period's over. I don't know. There's other things to do. Melissa, you shaking your head. What happened? I'm just going back to what, what Jalen was saying earlier about, you know, you'll have kids who are sitting on the sidelines on their phones. Like, if it's the white girls that are sitting down on their phones and they're talking or gossiping with each other, like, they're having – it's not just one kid. It's a whole group of these white girls sitting over here. No one's saying anything to them until after class. It's like, oh, yeah, you're going to get a zero because you didn't participate. And I clearly said you needed to participate. But when it comes to us, when it's the black kids, we're thrown around on the bleachers. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I, this looked like it was in a PE setting. Where were the rest of the kids? I know me personally, if I saw this, I would have spoke up and said something. I'm seeing a black boy getting dragged by his locks around the bleachers. Nobody going to say nothing. Nobody's going to pull out their phones and record it. Like, y'all like to record fights? Like, 
Well, somebody was recording. Samuel? And what I wanted to ask is, like, the, the person recording didn't step in at all. It was just like they were just recording the situation. I don't know who it is, but they didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. They were just sitting there recording. Yeah, they did. They posted it to social media. That's what y'all's do generation does. They didn't do anything proactive. They posted it to social media. Like, like, I, now everybody knows what they didn't do. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much attention it gets on social media. You, it still could have been less of, you could have helped the situation. You could have stepped in. You could have done something instead of just recording it and being a bystander. Cause you're not being, you're not being like, in there, you're not actually doing anything. You're just sitting there, a bystander, which the definition of bystander is somebody that does nothing to stop a situation and just watch right. it. But, but how way, many adults were standing around watching? I, I don't know. There were, like, this is gym class. I, I mean, there's probably a, a few, because I know in my gym, I used, to, I used to have, like, two gym PE teachers. There wasn't just one, it was two. There was... They would teach um two different classes, but like they three would sometimes join. Yep, but there's usually two or three sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's just appalling that nobody else, nobody stepped into into the situation and intervened. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I wouldn't expect a child to step in, especially if the child is also black, mm -hmm. because that yeah. vitriol can be turned on you. What I would expect is out of them three, four adults that I saw surrounding this child, that someone would say, whoa, 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 that's going too far. Like, we'll, t we'll deal with it. But I think after they kind of activate law enforcement, and Obed, correct me if I'm wrong, but after they call in law enforcement, um, based on what I've been told, and you can correct me, Elk Grove, I'll use them as an example, says the first law enforcement person on scene becomes the person over that incident now. Is that correct? That answer is it can be yes and it can be no. That okay. goes back to the, um, it depends on what the expectations are, what the policies are. And if that's not clearly defined, if it's a wink, wink, when you guys show up, you're in charge. Who's to say, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Or, hey, that's probably not the best way to address it, right? So this is why I do a lot of this, you know, a lot of work with a lot of agencies, you know, especially when it comes to policies, because to your point, if the if the rule is the officer shows up, he or she's on in charge and nobody else gets to step in, um, I don't know that that's the best course of action. Because if we know that this kid is lashing, if this kid is lashing out again because he's hangry, does that require a police a police response. I mean, but was he lashing out? I didn't no, see him. No, no, no. Just like leave me alone. And, and please don't take that as a negative connotation. I'm just saying he was he was already calm and being yeah. articulate and all of that stuff. So again, at that point, somebody should be like, "Hey, you know what? We don't, we'll call you if we need you." You know that would that would have been the best response. Again, the uh, adults could have just said, "Hey, man, let's go to the office and hang out." And you guys, the you know the students that you have here, I mean, y'all yeah, all y'all had great ideas. All right, give the dude a zero. End of discussion. I mean, when I was in, when I was working in the schools, there were tons of kids who didn't participate in PE. You know what I'm saying? They're all in their own little world of their cupcake and uh, you know what I'm saying? No. I'll probably say I would probably yeah, say I'll, I'll be cupcake and don't have to be cupcake. I will probably say half the class doesn't participate in PE. Were they right. ever thrown around the bleachers? No. No. Oh. Right. So so again, we gotta ask ourselves, did we and I'm, and I'm trying not to be hyperbolic about this, okay? But did we need the National Guard, the Army, the Air Force to deal with this nothing burger? No. I know who you've been listening to talking about some nothing burgers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm just, you know, I... if, if, let me let me just let me just say it straight to the point. <clears throat> okay. When I said it could be yes or it could be no. It just depends on the district in the police department's relationship. That's why it's important for you to be involved and know what that is. Because again, one school might be like, nah, they are the enforcers of everything that goes on on campus. You might have another campus like, nah, we take care of our own stuff. It's there's different cultures in different locations. And it's just, uh, sometimes this thing gets, uh, it doesn't have to get messy, but some people just make it messier than it needs to be. 
in my opinion, unless we're talking about, I'm sorry, what was that? But why can't it be uniform? Why can't the whole policy? Brother man, we out here in these streets trying to make that happen. That makes too much sense. What? You mean the way you mean the way we do something in let's say Raleigh, North Carolina, and the expectation is in Seattle, we do the same. Come on, man. Why are you asking? Because like looking at it from a like say, say for example, a kid has to move with his whole family, say their family got a job in you said Riley and he's going to Seattle and he already has the expectation of well, there's gonna be law enforcement on here and they really don't do anything because it's the school's job to handle it. Then he comes to a different school. Next thing you know, the the law enforcement's like, you know what, we're taking over. How you gonna how you gonna have the kid adjust to that? And then you wonder why we there are so many issues in the public safety policing profession, especially when it comes to community police relations. You, sir, uh, win a million dollars because if we could get that fixed, ninety percent of our problems would be solved. Samuel. I think the reason why there is a uniform law is just why there is a uniform law state to state in in any like jurisdiction. There's not uniform law because just in the inception of this country, it was uh, seen as state um, allegiance rather than national allegiance. So there's very there's widely different opinions throughout different states. So different politicians may have different um mind processes and they don't work under a unity they work as i have loyalty to my state rather than i have loyalty to um all states all school districts they they Mm. say i have loyalty to my school district just how like back in the inception of the united states it was like i have loyalty to my state rather than my country yeah ah you mean the country they uh, got mad that Kaepernick kneeled and they said he yep, was disrespecting yep, the flag yep. of said country? Yep, uh, yep. They, they keep moving the goalposts. And, I, you know, I, I try to understand and, and I try to kind of um, make sure that we are uh, knowledgeable of the things that are going on. That's why I continue to put myself in different conversations. And although Elk Grove stays mad, they're going to be mad. Um, because we're always going to be in the conversation because we see what's going on. And as long as we see it, we have an obligation to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And it is egregious, the conduct of some of these SROs. And I have to give a shout out um, to Sergeant Bunn over here in Elk Grove, who is is doing his best um, to stay on top of these things. I think that the, the new culture here... Um, they are making sure they are not being used as disciplinarians for non-police offenses. Um, and I think that we should figure out a way to make that across the board. Um, and so, Obed, I'm be trying to put my head together with yours to figure out what we can propose somewhere, um, because this is ridiculous uh, that children are the ones without the training but are expected to de-escalate, and the ones with the training can't seem to find their head and remain calm. I saw a whole bunch of ego and emotions going on with that young man. Um, And I'll say young man because he is 18. However, he is still a student, which means that once he stepped into those doors, the school had responsibility for him. It was their job to protect them and they failed miserably. And we got to call it out. Um, But yo, y'all, listen, we don't ran out of time for today. (laughs) Uh, we thank y'all for being so engaged. We thank all you who made comments uh, on behalf of students or yourselves um, or parents in our community. Uh, we invite you to come back next week. I don't know what we're talking about, but uh, I think I think I Katie Maple, so. Katie Maple is coming to join us in studio. She's running for Sacramento City Council, so we'll be talking to her in studio and getting to know her a little bit better. Um, and seeing what she has uh, to share with us. Um, At the beginning of the hour, you heard that we have our media program. We are currently um, still scouting for cohorts one and two. That is the newsroom. Learn how to pitch your news stories and write uh, for newspapers. Uh, Cohort two is our broadcast media work in front of and behind the camera. So if you are interested or or you know young people interested in getting into broadcast media or our media program come and check us out and see why we are indeed a whole mood uh so with that we're gonna hit you with the wave 
Uh, we will catch you next week right here on Facebook and YouTube, 430 PST. Uh, who's starting us off? Is it Sam? Sam? Uh, let's let the birthday boy go. Go ahead, Sam. Melissa. Obed. Obed, you got to you gotta do the way. Oh, come on. Come Obed, on. you hold Break it up. Oh, yeah. come on, Jada. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we will see y'all next week. Take care. Hold ah. me, baby.